Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Disney Grown Up. I know what we're doing. <laughs> I'm definitely Stacey's here. She's aware of what is happening in her life at this moment in time. <laughs> you know that moment where you know you're meant to be saying something and you hit your you, brain completely you shuts down. You just and don't. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> well, there's some coffee here, so hopefully that that will kick in. Um Shortly. Uh, um, yeah, good start. Good I'm start. Fine. I'm good. Welcome back, guys. Um, <laughs> after that, I'm glad you're still with us. Today we have another fun facts fun episode. Facts. Our facts that are fun. You. It's the best kind of fact, I personally think. And today, for today's episode, Stacey has prepared a movie, hopefully. I'm definitely <laughs> prepared. She has prepared a movie. She's picked one. And <laughs> the movie that Stacey has picked... Is one of her favourites. Yes. She's been waiting for it. She's been excited. (laughs) It is, of course, Robin Hood. That's the one. It's such an underrated Disney movie. Well, it's that older era which kind of gets forgotten. It gets overlooked. With the newer, flashier ones. I'm sad that in Disney vs. Disney debates it was against Aladdin. Because Mm. Aladdin is a wonderful movie. Yes. And it's always going to win. Yeah. Unfortunately. (laughs) It's just got so much more going for it. But... Robin Hood is really good. Mm. It's very, very good. And I think it deserves its place in the Disney canon. And it should be <laughs> recognised for how... For its importance. For its importance. As it is. That's right. All right. Well, you ready to hit us with some fun facts? Look, sure. The rules are the same as usual. <laughs> when Stacey will tell me a fact that I don't know, I will do this. Oh, what are you going to do there? Oh, that beautiful bell. There we <laughs> there go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. It's there. Um, and it's funny because this is a childhood favourite of mine. Mm. Um, and I think because of that, I didn't actually know a lot. I haven't actually researched it or anything you just much kind before. Of so, it. yeah, so reading about it was kind of fun because I hadn't really done that before. I knew a lot about the behind the scenes for Robin Hood. Yeah. So this was fun. I'm glad. Nice. I'm glad I decided on this one. Well, I'm excited. It's been I great. um don't think I've watched Robin Hood for many many a year. I feel so like I'm I've rewatched like it in the last 10. But I no. actually can't remember the last time I've watched it, which is sad. So I think I'm going yeah, to have to go home have to go and, go back and rewatch and it. Tonight. I mean, I re- visually when people show me it, I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's that." But I I don't know if I remember much more. So let's have a look. Let's, let's see. Have a look. Let's get Hit the fun me with facts. some facts. Let's go. So, look, first of all, mm. Robin Hood came about because Disney failed, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's a been, strong start. They've been trying to do this um, movie about Reynard the Fox since the 30s. Mm. So it's a lesser known fable from the 1100s and told the tales of a scoundrel fox. Ooh. So they really, they really liked the story, but they couldn't quite make it work because Reynard just turned out to be more of a villain than oh, anti-hero. Like, yeah. So they're like, mm, we don't really think we don't want this. I don't think we want to make a movie about a jerk. Villain Fox. So <laughs> they tried it a bunch of times and they just couldn't figure it out. And then in the end, um, Ken Anderson, who is an um, animator at Disney, was mm. like, you know what? Robin Hood's a bit of a rogue. He's a bit of an outlaw. We got a fox. We got a and rogue. The fo- like maybe we just mush them into one and that would work. Well, there you go. Didn't know that. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty – pretty cool they've done that a lot disney when they don't have things working yeah. they often kind of are like Blend. what if we put this together there was another one we've discussed recently that they did that yeah um was it lady, lady in the, the tramp? tramp there we oh, go yeah. hive Got mind there. hive mind's activated hive mind's working today <laughs> um but yeah so i thought that was pretty cool yeah because i did wonder how they figured, like how they decided upon doing Robin Hood, Robin Hood with, with animals, yeah, and particularly him being a fox. I mean, it makes sense when you watch it. <laughs> no, because foxes when are kind of yeah in, in society, like like how they're represented. They're kind of like wily and clever, and, mm. and that's true, cunning and yeah, escape places. Yeah, and so it kind of makes yeah, it does sense. when you think about it. Um, but I found it interesting that they merged those two. That's a good one. I like um, that. Brian Bedford was the actor who mm. voiced Robin Hood and he was actually um, Shakespearean trained oh. actor and he did a lot of stuff at the Stratford Fe- Festival, which I thought was pretty cool um, with that voice. And, of course, the it was Phil Harris who was Little John mm. and we know Phil because he voiced um, Baloo and also yes. um, O'Malley from oh. Aristocats. Yep. So he had done Those sweet quite tones a few. of Phil. Yeah, so his voice was very familiar. Um the one of the very famous songs in the film is the phony King of England. <laughs> yes, which is Stacey was having a sing song before. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> she was just singing like before, random sections before, of things. Before we started, I'm like, I need to listen to some of these <laughs> and get myself in the zone. Get in it. So the phony King of England, which actually is coming to me now that it kind of reminds me of that um, Game of Thrones. Remember that song that the the <laughs> musician made up about Cersei? Oh, and he, yeah, yeah. He and then he like mutilated yeah. for it. Um, I thought you were just singing the Game of Thrones theme song. And I was like, how is <laughs> that? <laughs> 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 Very different. Very different song. But, um, Stolen. <laughs> but it's kind of in that tradition of yeah. singing a bowdy pub song that's making fun of your yeah. <laughs> liege. And everyone knows it's making fun of them, but it's yeah. just kind of subtle enough to not get mutilated. Um, but they, it's, it was said but never confirmed that author Rudyard Kipling Rudyard Kipling. It. Yeah, that's the one. That's the very famous person. <laughs> I'm good at the things. So, so, so he wrote the bastard king of England. Yes, right. And so there's like suggestion that they hmm. tamed it down a little bit for the children. Well, yes, um, for the phony king of England, which is which is a lot less dirty than the original. <laughs> the original. Which is, I could only which imagine. Is fun. And I, you know, it's a little political protest. It is a bit of a political protest story, really. Yeah. Robin Hood. Well, Robin Hood always was. Yeah. The real person so, and everything. Like, that's what it was all about. she's catchy. So, it's very enjoyable. Hmm. Um, the um, – Alan Adele was the roaster uh, – the roaster. Oh, man. Oh, I'm, you roasted guys, things? 
Just <laughs> hang in there. It's, it's a day. Just hang in it's with me day. today. Is um, the, the, the rooster. Rooster. Well, you could roast a rooster when you think about it. Maybe that's what is the sequel. Maybe I'm hungry. Rooster the roaster. <laughs> so Roger Miller was his voice and he's mm. actually a respected singer-songwriter in Nashville. And you can kind of mm. hear that when because he um, – he wrote a lot of the songs mm. for Robin Hood. Now, how that like twang? Is that contra twang? Yeah, yeah. That banjo out, which which is fun, and it sort of mm. spits a movie in that they're they're outlaws out in the woods. They're only going to have limited <laughs> musical resources. I don't know. Just um, I think it suits the tone of the movie. It gives it really that kind well. of like folksy. It's a random feel. pick, but yeah, but it mm. suits the the tone really well. Um. So, and he'd worked with a whole heap of, like, amazing people. Um, mm. And so they just got him in. They're like, yo, be a rooster in our movie. <laughs> write some songs. Do it. There um, was a scene that was deleted, oh. which I'm on reading and I'm like, oh, I kind of wish they put that in there, where Prince John um, dictates a letter to Sir Hiss in which he pretends to be Maid Marion. <laughs> so he, he's like, I didn't know that. That would be genius. I'm not going to lie. The first time I read it, I was reading it quickly and I thought it was saying that Prince John was dressed as Maid Marion <laughs> and like trying to, <laughs> trying to pretend to be. I'd also watch that. <laughs> and I that would be that. great. Um, but I would I feel like he would have done it to get in character to dictate the letter. <laughs> you know? But I would have liked to hear what Prince John thought Marion would sound like. Like impersonating. Oh, I'm a lady. That's why it'd be <laughs> something like that. Um, I just think that would be fun. Um, <laughs> it is one of the movies and part of this is is budget. Um, and we've mm-hmm. talked before about, you know, the rise and fall of, of, of Disney and um, success. But uh, a bunch of the scenes were uh, were repurposed yes, from other from films. From other things, yeah. Um, particularly Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Um, where they re redid, they some redid of that. it. It's um, kind of so cool though. I like seeing it like side by side, and you're like, oh my gosh, it is the same scene. It's very familiar, mm. and I mean, we talked about it in our very first. I'm pretty sure it was our very first episode that like oh, um, the Disney the hand clasp. Hand, you can't see it. Clasp, She's doing it. Um, the hand clasp thing. Listeners, that, that I've put you're missing on out on it. But yes, um, yeah, that they do a lot. It's, it's that they repeat, and I think sometimes there's because you know Disney's that umbrella, and they have all these films. And this is something Disney's done very, very well, is they all look like Disney films. Yes. You they see it look. and you know. And I think part of that is that they have this um, – I mean, yes, they recycled and, yes, that's not the best all the time, but it does give the movies a sense of familiarity. Mm. Like you have seen it before or, or yeah. you know that from somewhere. And I think that's kind of a nice thing about Disney that they do look like they all belong Yeah, together. they all link together. And, I mean, I feel like it's not as copying as like – you see it and you're instantly like, oh, my God, that's just the scene in Snow White. Oh, Wars. yeah. But when you look at it and you're like, and oh, that little element is. The stuff that was tricky like dancing, which yeah. where the movements can be like difficult to yeah. animate, that kind of makes sense. Why not? Like, well, we've already got this one. Why not make your job easier? And, and then you get a style of dancing. Yeah, just shove it in. Yeah. And then you get fancy other stuff. Exactly. See, they wouldn't have time to do fancy other stuff if they're way down on another dance sequence. <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh, another complex. Oh, Why do we keep putting them we, in here? How do we put these ballroom scenes in? <laughs> Damn it, Disney. Um, <laughs> another little fun fact was about the animals that some of the characters originally were going to be. Mm. So, um, Friar Tuck was actually going to be a pig. Oh, uh, yes. But then they're like, oh. 
Maybe, maybe not. Maybe that will be offensive. <laughs> Having a religious figure as a pig. <laughs> maybe not. Um, In that time of day as well. Like, yeah. So it I'm would like, have been like, mm. and, and I like that they thought about, like, obviously they didn't. It's just because fried tuck is, well, typically fat. He's fat. So and pigs, like, are fat. pigs are fat. They're like, boom. What's a fat animal? Pig. Put it together. Done. So I'm, I'm glad sense, they changed it though. But I think. I don't think. Would he walked on two legs or four? Like, I'm just <laughs> the visuals is not. Do you know what you're reminding me of? You know that meme is like, if this animal wears oh, a shirt yeah. or wears pants, like how would how they, would wear, they it? wear it? Yeah, That's if a giraffe was to wear a necktie, where would it wear it? That right? Would it be up the top? These and are the going questions down, or is that, it at the base near yeah. the body. I'm like, oh, <laughs> these are the important things. These are the questions of our age. Um, and uh, the sheriff was actually a goat. Oh. But then they're like, mm, again, nah. again, goat sheriff. <laughs> Didn't know that. So they changed the sheriff to be a, a wolf. I feel like that's more, more sinister. Yeah. You know how I feel about wolves. Everyone <laughs> at this point knows how I feel about wolves. It's not positive if you, this is your first episode. <laughs> so, but yeah. he, he's not, he is a wolf, but he's not like designed it's a wolf like the in uh, sheep's clothing, like some a, would say. <laughs> But he's kind of like a chubby wolf. Like yeah. he's not like that gangly. He's a settled wolf. He's a domesticated <laughs> wolf. He doesn't have to fight in the forests. <laughs> but he, he's a different look of a wolf. Yeah. Like not the like gangly, terrifying mm. um, monster. The one from Lambert the Sheepish Lion. That's, that's the one you're talking that's about. That's the one. It's Guys, that wolf is terrifying. <laughs> we'll probably have an episode just on the wolf representation <laughs> in Disney and why it's just terrible. Wolf so. <laughs> Um, and then everyone can can see a picture of that and understand the fears. But no, this wolf is not too bad. Yes. On the scale of terrifying wolves, he's low <laughs> for me personally. Uh, sinister I, I, yeah. Yeah, and conniving and villainous but not, yeah. you know, terrifying. Um, and he was – oh, there was an ending where Robin actually got injured at the end but uh, they decided to scrap that. Oh. And it actually made them a lot of money. It was really um, – it ended up doing really well at the box mm. office. And because it was low budget too, like yeah. the profits would have been So at the time it large. was Disney's biggest box office total to date, which is interesting because when I think about it, I kind of think of it being like the underdog film. But mm. it actually was commercially successful. At the is, time. Yeah, which is pretty – And it's become a bit of a like a – I don't want to use the word cult classic, but it's become a cult classic, <laughs> some would say, yeah. of Disney. I mean Definitely. all of Disney is, is cult classics, but Robin Hood has that – yeah. Quite a niche where, you know, people really love it from yeah. that time. Yeah. It's also – Robin Hood was also the first animated feature to be produced almost completely without Walt Disney's involvement mm. after his passing. So it was kind of – there was a lot of tension because they're like, well, we need to be successful yeah. because other pe- otherwise people are going to think, you know, Walt's Disney's gone, dead. Disney's dead, you know? literally and figuratively. <laughs> so there was dead. a lot of pressure on people um, and that might have even – partially contributed to why it did well at the box office because people yeah. wanted to see what, if Disney what could still happening. do it, yeah. you know, after um, Walt's passing. But um, I think I think it's just a good story and I think it was a good idea doing a very well-known, famous, mm. you know, legend um, that people were already familiar with the, the material and they kind of knew where the story was going to go. Yeah. I think that was really clever of them, particularly at that time in their um, – in their, you know, journey and with, mm. with Walt passing. I think that was a really clever. I think, yeah, Robin Hood is such a loved 
story, just not necessarily Disney, but the story itself. Yeah. So I think it kind of becomes, you know, one of those ones where, you know, the parents taking it are like, oh, yeah, Robin Hood, I like that. And then the kids can learn the story too. Yeah. I think it kind of, to me, is one of the first ones that kind of does do that quite well. Yeah. Because yeah. it's got that story that they're like, oh, yeah, I could watch a, a Robin Hood as a fox. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, kids learn the new story too. So – like it, it was very clever yeah. in terms of what it it did. Definitely. Um, went about things in a smart way. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's there's also a few things, I guess a bit more American references. So mm. the University of Wisconsin's fight song makes an appearance <laughs> in one of the chases, but I was like, eh. Of course it does. That's not relevant to my interest, but maybe there's some people. Maybe some Sorry, people out there. University of Wisconsin. We've just alienated a whole demographic. <laughs> so thanks. The entirety of Wisconsin is now just turned off. So well, thank you. Maybe they're happy that I mentioned it, despite you, it not being relevant to I, my personal interests. I interest. think they're pretty, <laughs> pretty proud of their fight songs. Like, let's be honest. I don't know oh. if I'd be slandering that. I personally love Wisconsin, so thank you guys. <laughs> well, I'm here for you. Well, I'll learn the fight song. I'll sing it at another point in time. It's fine. <laughs> the um the the actor who played so his um Terry Thomas was um had a gap in his teeth. Mm. And they actually incorporated that into the character the design. design. Cute. And which was kind of worked for a snake because then his tongue. And it like goes, well, <laughs> <laughs> snakes traditionally do have a gap between their fangs. Like, I don't think it's a very, it's a. No, <laughs> it was specific to new. this snake. <laughs> <laughs> no other snake has ever had a gap between its fangs. Mm. Go look up those fully teethed snakes. Um, anyway, yes, that's a fun fact. That's a fun fact. It's also the first Walt Disney Animation Studios film not to feature any humans since Bambi oh. in 1942. So that's yeah. a good 31 years in between. Wow. Um, but, however, these are anthropomorphic. I, did, I No, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> say that again. I can't. I can't Anthropomorphicized? I can't even say it. <laughs> None of us. No. Guys, Animals that you are like humans. Yes. You know what it is. Animals like humans. You know what Animorphs. It is. Let's just call them animorphs. <laughs> animorphs. <laughs> That's a it. different thing, but it's I'm not mad. Story, but I'm yeah. not mad. Well, um, and I think that's about facts. I think that's about it as far as um, fun facts. I mean, I'm sure there's more. There's but probably more. There's always more to be well, discovered. But I think definitely. those were some good ones. Look, it's a fun movie, and I think um, – I have really fond memories of watching mm. this as a kid. And mm. I, I think it was my first introduction to the Robin Hood lore, mm. if not Robin Hood Men in Tights, oh. which is awesome. See, that was my favourite. Another my childhood favorite. classic. Oh, um, I read one movie. person who was like, this is the best version of Robin Hood. And I was like, oh. But Men in Tights. I like both of them equally, I think. They're very different. Very like, it's different. hard. To, it's apples and oranges, like. They're Not very really yeah, comparable. Made with very different audiences. <laughs> very, very different themes different coming themes, through. Different humour. Mm. Um, but it's great. And I, I re- when I was researching, I read another um, comment from someone being like, I feel like everyone, every girl born in the <laughs> 80s has had to at one point admit to themselves that they were attracted to a cartoon wolf. And I'm like. The fox or the wolf? Oh, the wolf. You just said fox. wolf. <laughs> That's a fox said subconscious wolf. Uh, <laughs> preference <laughs> by Stacey. Maybe. They terrify you. But and, for uh, other people. Intrigue me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe different uh, wolf preferences. <laughs> Very different. Um, <laughs> no, but, no, but, but the, Robin was 
like attractive. Foxy, some would he say. Was uh, foxy. There was something about him that you're like, oh yeah, all right. I think a fox is a good looking animal. Like just in general. They are beautiful. They're beautiful animal creatures. Because in the um Zootopia, the fox. Yes. Uh, when that came out, everyone's like, ooh, this is a okay. weirdly attractive fox. I feel like that went to a whole new level though. <laughs> and I guess <laughs> that escalated. I mean the Robin fox Hood was released in nineteen seventy three. We didn't have the internet in nineteen seventy three. Yeah, if we had. If we had though. So many memes. I mean at least I mean, Marion was also a fox. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't. Oh, she's like, a beautiful looking fox too. I mean, if you want to go into the deep dark web, <laughs> there's some deep there's dark some web deep. fiction about <laughs> Zootopia <laughs> and interspecies relations. relations and breeding. I, she, she gets dark. I think so that's at least we, uh, probably all we should stay on that for now. <laughs> for uh, now. You guys. Uh, I feel like maybe we should do a I think we should explore that. On fan fiction. Attractive animals in Disney. <laughs> Attractive animals in Disney. No, like. <laughs> because that's a whole topic. Well, that's a that topic, That is a whole actually. topic. We'll get to that. We'll get to Write that. Write it down. Attractive right. oh animals in, in Disney. Disney. I've got it in my brain. This brain's not working. And the Tumblr. The internet. And the Tumblr. <laughs> Just wait for fanfic. it. When you watch Lion King 2 finally, you'll understand. <laughs> the listeners know what's up. Oh. And on that note, <laughs> I think we should probably leave it there. Maybe. Did you have any like, I, feelings? Well, like on the I movie? said, I um I don't really remember watching it. Like I've always loved Robin Hood the story. Mm. So I've always been a big fan of Robin Hood. So like Robin Hood Men Tights and like other Robin Hood movies has probably trumped Robin Hood Disney yep. for me. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I should go and rewatch it. It's, the, a, it's a good one. Your beautiful singing has uh, <laughs> like, how could that not make me want to watch it again? Oh. I had no recollection there was music in it. So clearly <laughs> I think it's time I for it's a time rewatch. For a revisit. Yeah. It's a lovely film. I think it um yeah. Yeah. It's it's I don't think yeah, I don't think we watched a lot growing up. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we had it on VHS. No, and we watched so I don't it think quite we had a lot it, yeah. as kids. We didn't have a huge array of the Disney collection, but we did – what we did have was watched, watched. on yeah. Whatever you have on tape is watched <laughs> it was multiple times. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that one's that's really, like, burnt into my Memory. childhood mm. memories. Um, yeah, it's a good one. Go watch Go it, Go rewatch guys. Everyone, re-watch. I think we need to rewatch. Yeah. And come back. And we will resume yeah. with a conversation about uh, Are you attracted attractive animals. To a Are you attracted to fox? Robin Hood the fox or the wolf like Stacey? You know, we don't <laughs> judge here. You can be attracted to whoever you like. The snake, <laughs> if you want, <laughs> you know, you tell Prince us. Prince John. Mm. We Actually, will judge you for that. We King will judge Richard, you. King Richard, beautiful lion. Oh, his yeah. mate. I mean, he was. Some of them out the lions. Mm. 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 So let us know, people. We'll take a poll in our, in our later discussion of attractive animals and we'll see, will Robin Hood come out on top? Will it? Will it? Who knows? That's so a story for another day. <laughs> story for another day. <laughs> so until next time, listeners, see you later. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.